You are listening to Podcasting for Introvert Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Cliff Dubinois, and this is episode nine. Welcome to Podcasting for Introvert Entrepreneurs, where it's all about podcasting, business, and mindset for the introvert entrepreneur. I'm your podcast coach and fellow introvert, Cliff Dubinois. And now I'm with the show. Hello, my fellow introvert entrepreneurs. How are you doing on this fine and lovely day? So today I want to talk to you about content marketing strategy for introverts. And I will admit that I have struggled with this particular episode. And here's the reason why. There are so many moving parts to creating a content marketing strategy So for me to sit down and try to define one single strategy that will work for entrepreneurs, that will work for introvert entrepreneurs more specifically around podcasting is just, to me, it's not possible. We have a lot of powerful traits. There's a lot about introverts that is just quite frankly, extremely awesome. So at the end of the day, it really boils down to What are you comfortable with and what your strengths really are? So what I decided to do is I want to share with you my overall content marketing strategy and how I actually got to this particular point here, because this was a lot of wandering in the desert, to be quite honest with you here. So my hope is, is that you will listen to this and you can take the whole thing if you want and apply it to your business. You can take a part of it and apply it to your strategy as well. But I just want to share with you like what is working for me? What am I comfortable with, especially as an introvert? And more importantly, how I got to this particular stage. So when we talk about marketing, right? Content marketing, we have to think about what is the overall strategy, right? How is this going to fit into my particular business? Whether you have an online business, whether you've got a brick and mortar store, how is this going to fit into my business? For me, it always starts with my why. Now, my why isn't fully defined. I will share that with you. I have been working on this for like five, six, seven years now. When I first started off, I remember that my why was to help people. And come to find out that's not specific enough because if you, if somebody say to you, well, what's your why? And you say, well, I help people. They'll be like, oh, well, you want to help people cross the street? You want to help people get groceries? You want to help people go to the doctor? I mean, it's just, it's just too, too vague. So for me with my why, right, the closest that I have been able to get is this. I want to help introvert entrepreneurs grow their business using podcasting. That is my why. It is easy. It is simple. It is concrete. I know exactly who I'm serving. And by default, I know what my mission is and how I can best serve them. So now that I understand what my mission is, I want to talk to you a little bit about how actually exciting this is, right? It's how marketing is going to be able to fit into this. Now, what I want to do is I actually want to talk a little bit about what marketing is, how it's different from sales. And the best definition I have heard so far of marketing would be from Brooke Castillo, and she does the Life Coach School podcast. And she was talking about her business model. And when she talked about how she views marketing and what she thinks about marketing, I was like, that is it, right? This is completely it. So what, what, what is marketing, right? Well, marketing simply is the act of going out and finding people 
who have a problem that you have a solution for. Now, they're probably not aware of you, and this is why you are doing marketing, but marketing is how you can go out there, you can find them and start connecting with them. And this is where the content marketing strategy comes into play, right? Now, throw, so, you know, how, how do you find these people? How do you get in front of them? Well, it's through the, you know, the way that they search, the content that they're looking for, whether it's organic content or paid traffic. So I will tell you this right now, I am not a Facebook ads expert, so I'm going to leave paid traffic all alone. When it comes to content and the type of content I produce from a marketing standpoint, I always start with a podcast. Now, keep in mind, I did not always start with a podcast. I mean, back in the day when I first got into podcasting, my business manager, my mentor at that time said, you need to have a podcast. And this was in direct answer to my question, like, what can I do to really differentiate myself in the marketplace? Now, remember, I was a real estate agent. I was in LA County. And for every six people that are out there, one person is a real estate agent, right? You cannot throw a rock into a crowd without hitting a real estate agent, right? It is just that easy. So I get into podcasting as, as I've shared in other episodes, I have learned basically how to do podcasting wrong. The one thing that I really struggled with though was just getting comfortable in front of the microphone. To me, that was absolutely terrifying and it's not that big of a leap to figure out why because if you are an introvert listening to this podcast, you know that to get comfortable doing anything like putting yourself out in public or whatever it is can be a little bit of a struggle. Now, as I outlined before in a previous episode, there's a difference between being shy and being an introvert, right? These are two different animals. But for me, public speaking has never been my strong point. I can do it. Like if it's in a professional environment, I have no problem getting up there and talking. But when it's something like this, when I'm talking about things that are personal to me and sharing my journey, uh, initially when I started podcasting, there was no way on the planet I could do that. And it was literally, it took me maybe about 30 podcast episodes before I really started to get comfortable in front of the microphone, before I really started to be able to, to communicate my thoughts and my feelings behind there. Now, the one thing that my, my mentor at the time said, and he was absolutely true, podcasting was a real differentiator. Nobody else in LA County was using podcasting, right? There was all of these real estate agents out there, right? So if one in six people in California is a real estate agent in LA County alone, there's probably a million real estate agents running around there. And there were three of us that had podcasts and, and two of them, the other two people, actually, I knew them. They weren't even anywhere close to me. They were like an hour, hour and a half drive away. So for me, podcasting was a real differentiator because nobody in my area was doing it. And from a podcasting standpoint, from anybody out there building a business right now, there's still not a lot of people out there that are using it to this day. So it is still a point of differentiation that can be applied to any business. Now, the reason why podcasting really appealed to me and it started to appeal to me even more and more is because as an introvert, I love to write. 
And I understand full well, because I trust me, I've studied this model left and right, and I will leverage it when the time is right. When an author publishes a book, you go to Amazon, you want to buy that book. The first thing you always see is that there's an audio version of that book available. Because authors understand, at least from a business perspective anyways, that people will pay money for a different version of your content. So a classic example of this would be somebody buys the book, but they want to listen to it in their car, so they also buy the audiobook. The flip side of the coin, and this was something that I did recently with the $100 million offer by Alex Hermosi, I actually got the audiobook first, and I was listening to it while I was driving on the road. He gave some excellent, excellent examples in there, some exercises to do, and I said, you know what? I got to get the book. So I went out and I ordered the book on top of the audiobook, by the way. So I would actually sit there with the book on the table, the kitchen table, and put the headphones in, and I would actually listen to him read while I was reading. And that really helped to drive home the, the points that were being taken. So for me, writing just is a natural extension that leads into podcasting. Once I have my ideas formed, once I put them out there, then it's just a matter of sticking it into a podcast. Now, there are a ton of blogs that are out there. There's some really successful blogs that are out there. They've been doing this now for well over a decade. They've got the whole uh, SEO thing completely dialed in. What I was looking for was, again, something different that I could put out there, but at the same point in time, be able to get people's attention. Now, for me, like I said before, podcasting was that mechanism because people can listen to it while they're driving down the road or when they're you know, grocery shopping, when they're at the gym, you know, wherever they happen to be. So for me, podcasting became that platform. Now, what I didn't understand at that time, which I have since learned, and I've talked about this in previous episodes before, when we're talking about podcasting as a platform, it's also important that we make sure that we differentiate between the other platforms that are out there. And what I'm talking about is stable platforms versus disappearing platforms. This is something that Stephen Larson uh, talked about and that I referenced in a previous episode. But in a nutshell, stable platforms are those platforms that are always going to be with us. So for instance, writing, producing articles for your blog, that is always going to be with us. Podcasting is something that is always going to be with us. Video is something that is always going to be with us. And actually, video is becoming more and more prevalent. Disappearing platforms are when we talk about like a Facebook, talk about Instagram. Right now, TikTok is on the rise and it is still going gangbusters. But at some point in time, something's going to come along that's going to replace TikTok. So why am I calling them disappearing platforms? Well, I know I talked about this before in a previous episode and some people got a little bit of heartburn over that, but it's absolutely true. For these people out there that are putting all their eggs in the one basket and just producing content just for the Facebook platform, I mean, number one, Facebook can go offline at any point in time. It has before and it can easily do it again, right, for days. And there were people out there that were solely reliant upon Facebook to bring their business leads and to generate money and all this other stuff. And for a few days, the Facebook was offline. Nobody was making anything. So it's being able to understand that this platform that's here today could be gone tomorrow. Somebody could come along and buy Facebook and shut the whole thing down. 
It's just that easy. But if you take a look at the demographics of the people that are actually using this types of platform, you will see that Facebook is skewing higher, right? Before it was all the kids could talk about was being on Facebook, being on Facebook. But this really was back in the mid 2000s. Nowadays, when I talk to kids out there, every one of them is on TikTok. Nobody's on Facebook. So if you don't have the younger generation coming up onto the Facebook platform, how long do you think it's going to last Facebook as an actual platform? And even some of the other platforms that were out there, like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? He came out and he was all the time. He's, if you don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, he is the CEO of VaynerMedia. He's a very intelligent guy. He's got his pulse on what works as far as online marketing goes. Very intelligent guy. And for the longest time, he was railing on how important it was to be on Snapchat. That's all he could talk about. And I really did try to figure out Snapchat. I couldn't get it, so I just put it back down. Like I said, I tried. Anyway, what happened was Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook comes along and says, hey, Snapchat, I'll buy you for $2 billion or whatever it was. And Snapchat said no. And Mark Zuckerberg said, okay. And he went over to Instagram and basically Instagram copied all of Snapchat's features, i.e. that's how Reels came about. And all of a sudden, Snapchat is like virtually gone. I think it's still out there. There's still a hardcore fan base that actually uses it. But I mean, not even Gary Vaynerchuk is talking about Snapchat anymore. He's not even really leveraging it either. So keep in mind that these platforms that are here today could easily be gone tomorrow or replaced tomorrow. And it could also be a thing too, and some people are already experiencing it, especially when it comes to paid traffic. I mean, a handful of years ago, you were paying pennies for leads from Facebook. And now you're paying dollars. So Facebook could easily come along at any point in time and completely crank up their fees as far as, far as how much you have to spend in order to get in front of your same audience. Or for that matter, at any point in time, they can completely shut down your capability or your platform. I know I was talking to um, a lady earlier this year who is in the podcasting space and Facebook froze her business account and her ad account because they expected, they suspected that it was fraud. So she was offline for months trying to convince Facebook that she was who she was and asked for her account to be, you know, reinstated and everything else like that. And it was just a pure struggle for her. So having these different types of platforms out there that you can control, like your website with your written content, your podcast and your video out there, this is all that's very important. Now, the thing is, is that how can I really use stable platforms, right? Well, so I talked about podcasting. That right there actually is the tip of my marketing spear. And I'm going to talk more about that in just a minute. But how does stable platforms play into disappearing platforms, right? Am I, is Cliff trying to tell me not to use these disappearing platforms anywhere? And absolutely not. You should work with the platforms that you're familiar with. Like if you're familiar with Facebook, use Facebook. If you're familiar with Instagram, use Instagram, right? But it should be a part of your overall content marketing strategy but it shouldn't be the sole marketing strategy, right? And even like the really good uh, Instagram marketers that are out there, these people that will say, hey, I will teach you how to build a business using Instagram. I see them having their own podcast. I see them on Patreon. I see them doing all of these other things, taking advantage of the stable platforms that are out there to generate another point of revenue for them. So if anything, 
the really smart people are using the disappearing platforms to drive traffic to the stable platforms because stable platforms is where you can really build relationships with people. So now part of my overall strategy for this, of course, like I just said, find your traffic from Instagram and drive it over to your podcast or your written platform. I actually signed up for a 30-day reels challenge. That's my thing. That's my my new thing because you know I, I I took me a long time to get comfortable in front of a camera, just like I was talking about with podcasting. It was the same thing with video. Trying to sit in front of a video camera and just talk, <laughs> that was tough. And that was like many iterations there for me to be able to do that. So I joined this Reels Challenge and every single day, they actually will tell you, make this kind of reel, talk about this kind of topic, use this music, and boom, there you go. So for me, it's really easy to step up and say, okay, let me go ahead and do this. Now I do the Reels Challenge because as I said before, part of the marketing that I'm doing is because you're trying to get out in front of people that maybe have a problem that you have a solution for. So when I do my reels and I put them out there, I'm talking about the pain points around podcasting, positioning myself as the podcast coach, right? And now by extension of this, getting familiar with reels and and getting better with that, now YouTube becomes a very viable platform. And at some point in time in the near future, I am going to start leveraging YouTube. It's going to be a part of my overall content marketing strategy. And I'll I'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a second. But to take a step back, just so that I'm very clear, podcasting actually is the tip of my entire marketing sphere, right? So if we go back to my why, right, which is where everything starts, my whole mission in life is to help introvert entrepreneurs grow their business using podcasting. This means that every single time that I produce a piece of content and put it out there, I always ask myself before I do anything, I ask myself a very simple question. How is this content going to help the person who is listening to it? Very simple question. By asking myself this question, it's not now just a story of creating a piece of content just to create it. It's how can I help the end user? Right? How can I help them to solve a problem or maybe think about a problem differently or maybe even offer a transformation? One of the things that I discussed quite extensively in uh, episode four of this podcast is that there is a difference between being a podcaster and an entrepreneur with a podcast. If you haven't listened to episode four, go back and listen to it. So now with that lens of how I think about the content that I am producing and how I apply that to podcasting, this now can open up a lot of avenues for me to be able to take this piece of content now and be able to share it out onto different platforms. And yes, I am talking about repurposing. Now, I'm not going to dive deep into repurposing. It has been talked to to death. You can Google it. You can go to YouTube and you can say, hey, how do I repurpose content? And there'll be all kinds of videos out there to do it. I know through my particular methodology, this is how I used used to take these, these podcast topics, these main points that I'm saying, and be able to deliver them out there onto these platforms. That way I can get my message out in front of people 
that don't even know that I exist, i.e. marketing, right? When I talked about the different aspects of marketing, taking advantage of Reels and TikToks, even Facebook to some extent, you're getting your message out in front of people that probably have never even heard of you before. If they had heard about you, maybe they don't know what it is that you do. But by voicing that, by putting that out there, by providing this content and be able to say, hey, you know what? Here's a powerful piece of content. If you want to listen to the whole thing, over here's my podcast, right? You are now inviting them to move down your quote unquote marketing funnel. So that way they probably didn't even know that they were even aware of you to begin with. But now they've come in contact with your podcast, which is where in long form comment content, you can actually start to build that real relationship with them. So again, coming back to it before, because I talked about this in uh, episode five. No, I'm sorry, episode three. Introverts and networking. How beautiful it is when you can actually invite a, somebody on your podcast that you want to create a strategic connection with, have a killer interview where your primary focus before you even start the interview is what can I do from this interview today that's going to benefit the listener coming in. Being able to create that strategic connection, first off, have a beautiful piece of stable content marketing on the podcasting stable platform, and then be able to repurpose this content and stick it out onto all these disappearing platforms to be able to get your message out in front of other people. Now, I know I've shared this before, but if you create a piece of podcast content, especially if it's something that really helps people, your marketing content for the week should be basically set because you can take bits and pieces of your podcast, whether you're creating a quote card or an audiogram or whatever that is, and then repurpose it all over the internet. As introverts, this is, this is what we do. This is what we excel at, you know, having these deep thoughts and sharing these revelations with the people, with whether it's client or whether it's a casual listener. So when I talked before about my overall plan for every piece of content that I write to help the end listener, I understand full well, not everybody is going to want to work with me. And I am okay with that. Somebody might listen to all of my episodes and never reach out to me. They never email me, never sign up for a free session, never sign up for any of my courses or classes or anything. And I'm okay with that. Because remember, going back to my why, exactly where this episode started, my why is to help introvert entrepreneurs grow their business through the power of podcasting. It's not just paying clients. It's anybody who listens to this podcast. That is my mission. That's what defines my overall content marketing strategy. Understanding my why, understanding how marketing fits into my why and my values, and then creating a piece of content that I know is going to help introvert entrepreneurs with their podcast. And that's all I have time for today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to draw this episode to a close. I wish you well, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey, everyone. If you're enjoying these episodes, then you really should check out podcastingwithcliff.com. We've got all kinds of resources to help introvert entrepreneurs just like you to excel in their business using simple podcasting techniques. And the concepts that I talk about in this podcast, we do a really deep dive into what it means to truly be an introvert entrepreneur and how you can use your innate traits to truly dominate your niche. Come over to podcastwithcliff.com and check it out for yourself. Until next time.